0: You're listening to The Itch. My name is Casey.
1: My name is Dan. And I'm Aaron. And this week we're scratching the itch to talk with the dead. The the dead deads, not like a seance or something creepy like that
2: yeah we don't know how to summon the dead
1: we don't we don't do that. We talk to the ones who are alive but call themselves dead, and that is this band,
2: although we will be summoning the dead dead's fans with this interview
1: that is true, and their fans are many Yes. the dead core the dead core, yeah, this is a band that has a very rabid fan base in a good way, rightfully so
0: yeah well, the interesting thing about this interview is we've been on the docket to talk with them for a while (laughs) yeah this
1: one was a long time coming and we're super excited that it finally happened and it it was worth the wait
2: yeah kind of like their album you know it was uh, supposed to come out in 2019 and then the pandemic happened and it got pushed back and now we're here we are it finally was released about two weeks ago
1: that is correct and it's a fantastic album the dead dads have been around for uh at least seven or eight years they've been in a few different kind of combinations of people uh their current lineup is a three-woman team of meta on the vocals and guitar daisy on the bass and mcqueen on the drums and uh they play a pretty fantastic blend of just about all the rock sounds (laughs) you get some some just straight rock and roll some punk some grunge uh a lot of different things going on in there and it's a lot of fun
2: a lot of layers Mm mm-hmm yeah, even yeah, some like kind of ska noises, but not ska noises.
1: <laughs> There's some horns. There's some horns, yeah. and we're gonna talk about them horns.
0: <laughs> well, we were able to talk with Daisy of the Dead Dads, and it was a wonderful interview and full of of first for for our particular show. I mean, we interviewed her uh, while she was on a campground.
2: So, uh... spoilers. <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, it's genius, too. I never even thought about it and she'll get right into it. Like, that's going to be the first thing that will that you'll start hearing (laughs) is is the conversation (laughs) we're talking about right now. It was a very
1: free form kind of conversation, which we like. um, And she seemed to enjoy, too. She's a very easy person to to shoot the breeze with. And that's why the conversation went from everything to uh, uh, everything from dance music uh, to campground uh, cats and donkeys.
0: Yeah. So without any further ado, here's Daisy Dead of the Dead Deads. Recording in
1: progress, it says. So um where are you right now? Just out of curiosity.
3: I'm at a KOA campgrounds. Nice. Oh. <laughs> awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, we're we're riding in the RV, which I know you you guys. So yeah. experienced a little bit of that in the city. Now we're in the country.
1: <laughs> okay.
3: <laughs> yeah. We've got a few days off between. We play Cleveland not last night, the night before. And then we play um, Chicago Sunday night. So we have a few days and we're enjoying it out here.
1: All right. Yeah. A little mid-tour camping trip. That's kind of nice.
3: Well, we're kind of doing it like during the whole tour. This is the second or third campground we've stayed at with the RV. This is really convenient. Oh, cool. Actually, I'm a convert. I- After this, I'm going to be like, okay, this is how I it's a nice way to travel, for sure.
2: <laughs> Does everybody like sleep in the RV, or do you guys bring some tents with you too and kind of spread out?
3: We sleep in the RV. Yeah, we've okay. got we've got enough bunks for everybody. So
2: yeah. Nice, excellent. That is cool. Yeah,
3: it's really nice because it's, it's versus hotels, so you don't have to like lug stuff in and then lug it back out. and right. then You can stop and get showers, you know. Here, that's so far cheaper. so good. I, yeah, all the facilities have been clean and great, and no problem. Easy access and.
1: That's the way to go. Yeah, I've, I've never <laughs> no, heard of I that. It. Is, that, is it. that a fairly common thing or is that?
3: No, no, not for bands.
1: No, I've never heard of it, but I like it. I'm like, this sounds like something people should have been doing all this time. Agreed.
3: <laughs> but- <laughs> that's, that's what we keep saying. Actually, we keep having that conversation. I mean, this <laughs> campground, as you can see behind me, there's there's like a bunch of RVs. So all, a lot of people do this. But yeah, as far as for bands and touring, like. Yeah um no oh, it's not normal right. at all, and I, it should be yeah, <laughs> i mean it's also been beautiful weather or' you know getting yeah. into fall and we've just been lucky that it's been nice weather but it's it's great. We have a pet cat yeah. now <laughs> who came uh up last night. there was a another campground cat named Nate that we got to hang out with here there's a donkey <laughs> named Jane um, That's awesome. we went to the store and got uh i I called him the you know industrial Carrots, like the big carrots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we got her some industrial carrots. We're gonna feed her in a little bit. <laughs> and it's just been so delightful.
2: Awesome. <laughs> Sounds like a nice, uh, nice way to to rest and relax in between the shows, especially since it's kind of seems you guys have a, a lot of dates back to back coming up here.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Could not ask for more. We died and went to heaven. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tour slash vacation all in one. <laughs>
2: Like absolutely cross-country road trip everywhere. That's mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just say when you're at the campsite, do you guys blast your music like really loud so that everybody knows what greatness they're around?
3: <laughs> 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 we will now. So we have had an issue with getting the adapters. We had to get all the right things. So I think we now today got the final piece. We needed a dongle. Um but yeah. <laughs> so up, up till then we've just been blasting stuff on our phones. But yeah. Nice we'll show them tonight
2: yeah they they
1: need to know yeah yeah oh that's who's here who's that playing oh that is us (laughs) you can follow us we'll be heading out in the morning for chicago and
3: right (laughs) there you go oh buy tickets
1: yeah (laughs) um well there's i feel like there's plenty of directions we could go just on that but we should probably quickly (laughs) introduce ourselves um so you have some idea of who you're you're talking to because i'm sure yeah. you you guys spend a lot of time talking to strangers doing these like media calls and whatnot
3: <laughs> we do but it's fun but yeah tell me who are you who
1: that yeah. <laughs> well we're we're called the itch we started off as a college radio station we all went to school together and um introduced a rock radio show to a, an otherwise very not rock radio station in college gotcha and um We liked it so much that we were still in town and they just let us keep doing it for years and years. And so we actually, you know, moved on and got other jobs and did other things, but continued Mm -hmm. to go back once a week and do this radio show for 16 years until the pandemic hit. Because we're like, yeah, it's fun to play music that is whatever you like, basically.
3: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: We weren't, you know, held down by the bigger radio stations, particular guidelines and and limits on what they could play and stuff. All we have to do is make sure stuff is clean enough. And that's pretty much it.
3: That's rare these days. There's not a lot of that left. A lot of it's just, you know, whatever. Clear Channel, iHeartRadio telling you what you have to play.
1: Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so we got tired. We appreciated having an opportunity to have no commercials and play more than, you know, a dozen different tracks at any given time. Yeah. And so we continued that until the pandemic hit and then the campus shut down for a while. And so we converted over into a podcast format. We're like, we can't play music, but we can still talk about it and talk to people who make it cool. So that's been a lot of fun for the past year. Plus now a little silver
3: lining amongst that. Awesome. Do you know about when you're saying um, the itch and radio, do you know that there's a record called crazy itch radio? Um, i love this artist for some reason i'm just drawing a blank but the name is it, yeah it's it's a whole record um called a crazy itch radio <laughs> oh um basement jacks
1: oh basement jacks I, it's that. not really
3: rock, but yeah it's like alternative kind of dancey yeah y'all should check it out is what i'm saying
1: <laughs> <laughs> i remember basement jacks it's been a long time since i heard them but i do mm-hmm. remember them they were I don't know how you describe them but yeah somewhere in that kind of club music kind of
3: mm-hmm. kind
1: of weird dance stuff it was a lot of fun I'm trying yeah. to remember the big song that i used to play by I think
3: them romeo might have been you used to be my romeo oh maybe
1: <laughs> uh. i'm not sure what single is
3: because they yeah i think i heard them <laughs> like call it video format so yeah
1: Anytime we come across something that has the word itch in it, we you know we we make up some canon about how it's connected to us. Okay. Even if it's completely illegitimate, which it 100 percent of the time is. I think this
3: one's this is pretty well connected in my opinion.
1: All right. <laughs>
3: Got the word itch and radio.
2: Well, that's yeah. a contact em see if we can get ourselves a theme song out of that. <laughs> yes. I would definitely have to agree after seeing the album cover art off that too it's a dog itching himself but his legs are sticking out of a boom box like it's <laughs> it's pretty incredible i'm not gonna it's lie it's a
3: really good record uh, the whole thing actually i really like it it starts uh, out like really badass
1: see this is great usually it yeah. comes to the end of the interview before we get music recommendations for somebody and we can <laughs> just start right off the bat here <laughs> so, anyway um
3: and i would have never i would have never recommended that one I mean, I love it. I love that record. Actually, I wore it out. I had that on CD and I it was in the car and I I wore it out and just rediscovered it maybe a couple of years ago. But yeah, I would have, cool. I'm sure I would have gone in a whole different direction if you asked <laughs> just straight up, give me my music recommendations. So
1: well, we'll have some of those questions towards the end if we have the time. Uh, yeah. um, well, then I'm just going to, my name is Aaron and then I'll let you guys introduce yourselves and we can start actual more formal conversation. Technically.
3: <laughs>
2: my name is Dan. And I'm Casey.
3: Dan, Casey, or in Casey, you say it's Casey, not Casey. Uh,
0: my, my initials, yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool.
2: <laughs> so
3: nice. the last time
2: we got we got a chance to talk to you guys, uh, it was the day before your album was released. I'm sure that mm-hmm. that, that huge cloud is off your shoulders, that weight. Uh, it's finally yeah. here. Um, yeah. What kind of feedback are you guys getting from it?
3: We're getting great feedback. Yeah, our the um, dead core, they... They had, some of them had already gotten like the physical copies of stuff. And so we were already getting some feedback, but yeah, the ones that didn't get the the vinyl basically um, finally have been able to listen to it. And there's, yeah, it's, it's cool seeing, um, there's a song on there called dead inside that we perform acoustically and, and that has, that seems to be one that they're really connecting with, obviously dead and with the dead, you know, theme and with dead core and stuff, but yeah, they're taking to that one. Um, and it's, it's just been really neat hearing them like notice the, the little things that we did, um, right. like the name of the record, um, t- Tell Your Girls It's All Right. That line is in the first and the last song on the record, and they're <laughs> catching that. And, you know, just little details like that.
0: Those are things that we all caught while listening mm-hmm. to the album. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we
1: were
3: just
0: talking right before you
1: you called in about some of those little nuances and connected things and, and recurring, you know, statements yeah. and themes and stuff.
3: Mm-hmm. Cool well good <laughs> y'all <are> look <laughs> smart too <laughs> <laughs> thanks
2: i am been giving a lot of listens <laughs> since you mentioned the song dead inside was that do you know if that was written for like a uh a tribute to your fans
3: yeah it was kind of specifically yeah um meta our singer uh she she wrote and wrote the lyrics that was mostly that wasn't one that we wrote together much i can't remember if we worked it. A little bit but mostly she did that one and um yeah it was it was kind of a, a love song to the core.
0: that was before the pandemic correct
3: yes right before <laughs> right <laughs> right right before um <laughs> and that was a that was one that she also wrote right before we went in the studio so we were in the studio like i think end of january beginning of february 2020 so she probably wrote that song into de- like december of 2019. okay yeah And then the pandemic hit. Yeah. (laughs) And everything changed.
0: Then it takes on a whole new meaning.
3: Yeah.
1: So you're among the, you know, the many, many bands who had huge plans right, ready to go and then had to have them interrupted and sit on them for another year, year and a half. (sighs) And and now you're (laughs) finally out there. (laughs)
3: <laughs> it gave us time to, you know, to put some more bells and whistles and to get because um, we were going to be pretty under the gun. We, we wanted to get it out in time for our tour with the darkness in uh-huh. like mid-March of 2020. So we were really cutting it close. Um, and so things like, yeah, a vocal performance or, or whatever else we would have just gone with what we had, you know, and for timing. But this gave us time to like get, get the best performances but most of it was recorded before <laughs> before the pandemic. Yeah.
1: That's still kind of cool, though, to have a little blessing in disguise. Like yep. you could say, yeah, you know, we, we, the album is, you know, a little bit better than, than it would yep. have been if we had put it out right then.
3: Absolutely. And, and it gave us, um, time and, and space to, to get some more, say, like music videos and to do some more planning around it. Cause it was just sort of like, we, we were on kiss cruise in November of 2019 and the darkness was on there and we made friends with them. And then they were like, okay, we're taking you guys out uh, on our North American tour in the spring. And so from there we were like, ah, like, okay, we got to get a record out and make that happen. Um, so that all got canceled. So it, yeah, like you said, blessing in disguise, we were able to do a lot more kind of planning. Although I, I really, would like to go with the darkness because that's going to be an awesome tour and they're (laughs) awesome people and we just get along. And I think both as people and I think the audience would, you know, it would go well. We'll see. We'll see. It's going really well with Candlebox out here. Um, They are amazing people and their fans are really connecting with what we're doing. So. Yeah.
2: Can I ask, would the Corey Taylor collaboration have been on the album if it would, would have been released prior to the pandemic? No,
3: no. Um. Yeah, because just timing-wise, we wouldn't have had time. I don't think. I mean, we it was written before the pandemic. I mean, mean, maybe. I mean, but it it would have been a (laughs) lot. That that would have been something. Yeah, we would have had to rush, and and maybe couldn't have gotten that done. I, I think he was also touring. Yeah, he would have been too busy.
2: How was it working with him, even if it was remotely?
3: He's just really cool. And he's, he's obviously a musician. He's very talented and he's just very, he's a lover of music. That's how we found each other is just his fans were recommending one of, one of his fans recommended us and he actually took the time to take the recommendation, listen to us. And he liked us and started talking about us. He does like an Apple music playlist or he he did at some point, he put us on there along with a bunch of other, Fans and um yeah and then kind of stayed in touch and, and eventually took us on tour <laughs> but yeah he's just a big I guess kind of a fan himself not just of us but <laughs> <laughs> um, he's a fan he, he loves music and he loves exploring new things and so he's just a cool dude he's got all the energy in the world <laughs> and so it's really inspiring and it, it feels good just to kind of be around him sometimes because you can just absorb that and you know get that energy
2: Was it your band's suggestion to have him to feature him on the murder ballad, or was that his suggestion?
3: It was our suggestion. The song that he liked of ours that he got onto is was murder ballad from our four-year obliteration record. So talking about like doing different things in callback, we were like, Oh, we could do another murder ballad, just like the other one. And so, since we wanted to do another murder ballad, and that was Corey's favorite we reached out. and like, we're going to do a murder ballad. You want to help? <laughs> you want to co-write? <laughs> you don't have anything else to do? <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's why he, he like because we had a murder ballad on the, on the other record.
2: It's a beautiful collaboration, by the way. I, it's not very I often that you get to hear the beautiful side of Corey's voice because a lot of times he's screaming and, you know, and uh, just very high energy. So yeah, I, I really did like that. Yeah
3: he's got an amazing set of pipes he's got like one of the best biggest ranges i think yeah ever
1: yeah <laughs> and it complements yeah. you guys to sound very well so it was, it was a it was a fun mm-hmm. collaboration I, i'm yeah. curious and i think casey may have more insight onto this one also about the little reprise that comes later of that track <laughs> it has a very distinct what did we call it
3: disney, uh, a yes. disney yeah a disney
1: <laughs> feel to it yeah. <laughs> yeah i guess we're not the first people to say that which is fine but... no you're,
3: no i mean that was absolutely the intention that was what she had in her that was that was meta's interlude i have a, a kind of a weird song that's that didn't make it on the the 12 song that's on our one of the bonus tracks but yeah yeah we wanted to do i mean we wanted to do like a record record you know like the stuff we listen to that would have interludes and weird like yeah. like that so yeah
1: that one was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. We heard all those bonus tracks as well. And, and what I was noticing in there was like, I'm personally fascinated by track listings, how a band is an album is sequenced, and what makes it and what doesn't. And I'm not honestly sure mm-hmm. you could have gone wrong with any combination. Like we've we heard 16 tracks. And I think that by and large, no yeah. matter what 12 you chose, you were gonna you were gonna win on that one. Which one in particular were you talking about that was yours?
3: Well, thanks. Oh, I was talking about the wounded without wounds. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That was about PTSD, and uh, it was based on the uh, uh, lecture I saw on C-SPAN. <laughs> 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 and just the things they were talking about were, it was so interesting, like, that they don't, um, they didn't know what to call it for a long time. They, they, they hadn't really grappled with the, even the concept back like world war one or whatever with and of course there was wars before all that but the shell shock it was like you know world war one was just so brutal because of the technology um and so yeah from there on they they've been were trying to figure out what to do and like the god only knows that would that was like literally what the doctors would write or not yet diagnosed like those were those were diagnoses yeah, <laughs> at, yeah. At, in the history so the lecture was like history of ptsd and so that's part of it yeah, <laughs> that's
1: wild yeah. inspiration yeah. comes from anywhere
0: yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> speaking of that track is that an accordion in that song as well
3: it is and um the person playing that accordion his name is derry devorha and he do you are you guys familiar with jason isbell a little bit a little bit yeah, yeah. you've heard <laughs> um he is their keyboard player
0: Okay. Well, I was curious about that because I know that you play multiple musical instruments. So I I, I wondered mm-hmm. if, if that was maybe you on the accordion as well.
3: <laughs> no, it could have been. If he wasn't available, that that was an option because I have an accordion. Nice. Um, but it's it's it needs tuning and it's it's not the greatest. And I mean an out-of-tune accordion also could have sounded cool, but <laughs> that's right? a good point. Like just kind of <laughs> trippy, but yeah he was available um he's a friend and and yeah he was available and so we let him do it he's better at it i don't really know how to play the accordion (laughs) i can figure it out i can make noises but yeah (laughs) it
1: it was a really good touch and and kind of like we're like what casey was saying here that that and different instruments and all the all the different brass and whatnot on here i just one thing that i personally appreciated was the placement of all that
3: Mm -hmm. oh cool
1: and how you, you know, you've, you're, you've got mostly traditional rock instruments, but yeah. there's, there's these, these little, there's, a, you know, a handful of tracks on here dispersed throughout the whole album. Yeah. Where you, you go in a little different direction. And I don't even know what you call it. It's certainly not a ska thing or a big band thing per se, but no. it's yeah, just a little right. added bonus of throwing some horns in here to extra layer.
3: Exactly. funk a little soul, something. I don't know either, but yeah.
1: Yeah. It's a great layer, and I think it adds a lot of diversity to just have those kind of placed here and there, every few tracks or whatnot.
3: Yeah, I mean, some of it, a lot of that, and a lot, almost all of it was um, our producer, Matt Mahaffey, kind of added those layers and stuff. But I think um, some of it started with the, because we wrote the song Sea Beast, which is the second, no, the first, I forget what order. we. Anyway, yeah, first Sea Beast, it is the first track <laughs> the first two are both like openers to me so like they're both the first track (laughs) i always forget which comes first so yeah cbs we wrote that with in mind for me to be playing trumpet and bass at the same time and to do that i had to be playing open strings Mm -hmm. on the bass because i'm doing something else with my other hand so uh yes and and we weren't even sure i wasn't sure if i could do it and then we were just writing and playing around the rehearsal um and i I did. So then, damn it, we now we have to. <laughs> <laughs> Since I was able to do it. Now we have to do it.
1: <laughs> so you're saying if I go to this show in Chicago in a couple of days, I'll see someone play a trumpet and a bass at the same time? No, we cut ah.
3: that out of our set. So we did play it um, in Chicago a few weeks ago. But as far as for this set, we only had 45 minutes, and there were some other things we wanted to to do so we right. we sacrifice that song although i think we're coming back through nashville and we we talked about we we may switch it out so i may not for chicago but maybe later on in the tour i might bring right. it out we'll see <laughs> um, but yeah since there was the trumpet on that song then it, it kind of did open up like okay well we can do brass at least on a, a few and at least one other song to kind of balance it out and that's <laughs> that's what we ended up doing
2: exactly yeah so uh, is that only the one is that the only song where you play both the bass and the trumpet at the same time because i know that we heard it like in deal with me and first tooth and hearsay
3: yeah no i i don't play i play trumpet it's me on on Beast, and i can perform it um with playing both at the same time the other ones are just are, are matt and producer magic stuff <laughs> that just sound really great um and no i'm not playing on this
2: Okay. Yeah, I was just worried because Deal With Me is my favorite. And if you weren't playing it live, I I'd be a little bit upset. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: yeah, that, that's one, like just playing the three of us. We really miss the horns on that. And um, when we opened, like our tour opened in, in Nashville, our hometown. Um, and so we got three horn players to, to come out and, and do nice. on that one. So, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah, it's needed. It, we actually put that song out like a couple of years ago. And we had a really cool video with like with dead core came down, like I think on a record store day and it was really fun, but we wanted to put it on this record, like with a proper release, that was a cool kind of way to re-release the song. And, but with, with the horns on it, you tweaked and fresh and new. Um, Yeah. We love that song. That's cool. We love playing it.
0: Well, I actually have an important question about (laughs) sea beast that I've been, I've been wanting to ask. (laughs)
3: Okay, Okay. Go for it.
0: So do you have to feed your sea beast the red meat because you've gone vegan?
3: <laughs> <laughs> actually, I, I, I'm i really bad. I don't even know if I can call myself vegan anymore. I was vegan. I was pretty damn vegan for a year. Um, and then it's like crept back in dairy and, and eggs. But um, yeah, that's actually, so no, that's not what she meant. Um, <laughs> but I really like that interpretation of it. <laughs> I had to ask so you don't eat the red meat, give it to the sea beast instead. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, it's more like, um, I think, you know, the sea beast is, is sort of like a, a righteous rage. Um, you know, sometimes it is okay to be angry and helpful yeah. even, um, to kind of clear things, clear things up or to make things stop if they need to stop. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, it's more just <laughs> instead of versus suppressing your anger, um right. is like let it out and it's, it's okay it's okay and nice. is that
2: Meta doing the screams on Sea Beast?
3: Oh yeah yeah. Wow. yeah that's impressive yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was good well, that was uh,
1: very high on my <laughs> list of we need to get an answer to this I need to know who was doing that because that is that's a heck of a growl and, and yeah to kick off an album like that
3: I'm her understudy, so I can kind of do it, but not like her.
1: <laughs> if her voice starts to go out on tour, you're gonna be called mm-hmm. in to do the growl.
3: Yeah. All right. <laughs> I have done that a little bit. It's funny, there's one that comes to mind, not though with the growls, um, but with <laughs> with voice. There's there was some time and we heard I heard it happening. I was like, I could hit, tell she wasn't hitting a high note or something. And so I went for it instead. And she it's like she knew. I don't know, we must have winked at each other or something, but we didn't we definitely didn't speak about it or plan it at all. But it was like I just suddenly started singing her part, she came down to my part. <laughs> I was like, wait, how do we know to do that? And yeah, I just I was like, eh, you sounded a little squeaky up there, and I just could tell it wasn't happening. So <laughs> that's
1: good instincts right there on both of your parts. Let's just swap.
3: That's very, very rare. Very rare.
2: We'll make it easier. How long have you yeah. been playing together as a band?
3: I guess like seven years very long. Um, yeah, but it has flown by.
2: (laughs) Do you think that things like that come naturally over time since you have been playing together so long, you just kind of pick up on each other's where, you know, like you said, you kind of just picked up that she wasn't able to hit that high note that particular time.
3: Yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, I'm also just kind of silly and playful. So part (laughs) of it was just me kind of noticing it. And then also, I mean, I didn't know for sure she wasn't going to hit it um you know so we we could have both been doing, it you know hit the note at the same time so it was also just me playing around a little bit too just <laughs> like i'm gonna do this now let's just see what happens right yeah exactly <laughs> yep
2: and it worked out
3: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> did you want to ask your question about track two
3: oh, about thinkers and prayers
2: yes
1: i don't know if i had a question per se <laughs> um other than it's just a very rich and interesting lyrical track yeah it's kind of one of those where like i, I very much appreciate it musically and, and the intensity especially as it builds towards that chorus at the end and then mm-hmm. in terms of the themes and what it's going for it's i guess i'm just i guess if i have a question about it is is there any further insight like i think i heard you mentioned in a in a previous interview that that may be your favorite on the album or at least one of them
3: that's funny but yeah it's- yeah, I'm like, yeah, probably it was at that moment. Um I think our new favorite, at least we all said this a couple of days ago, is um In for Blood. We're back on that one. We're back, <laughs>
1: nice. back on the collective favorite. It's not a bad sign to shuffle around. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. It's just somehow we got maybe not bored with it, but yeah, then it's just more fun again or something. <laughs> so yeah, thinkers and praise is really fun to play. Um just because for kind of obvious reasons it sounds fun right like it's just like oh it's um,
2: high
1: energy yeah it's what's fantastic yeah. and yeah
3: wait so what were you what was your question
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my question was just if you had any uh, any further insight into sort of the the meaning of what you're trying to explore in that song
3: oh I mean, it, it's it's like Kind of just poking at the and it's it's also an easy target, um like <laughs> the hypocrisy of Christians sometimes, you know, like where they say all these beliefs and they have all, all this whatever and point, you know, the Bible something and stuff. And yet, you know, God is more than just that, first of all. But then, you know, the thinkers and prayers, like, oh, I'll pray on it, instead of say passing gun legislation or right. whatever. Right. You know.
1: And for, for anybody listening who hasn't heard the album yet, prayer is P R E Y as in mm-hmm. like you know one taking advantage of a situation
3: yeah, yeah.
2: and that's actually exactly what i kind of thought that the song was about because it reminded me a lot of and i know it's not this song that reminded me lyrically a, a lot of the song uh, thoughts and prayers by grandson it's kind of the same thing where people are always offering their thoughts and prayers for a, a tragic situation but instead of actually doing something to fix the situation
3: yeah yeah and and not to go too dark but there often actively doing the opposite like it's not even just that they're being lazy or not dealing with it they're actively like no let's not don't do anything and trying to prevent solutions
1: right yeah no yeah that was a very interesting track to me because that was something to chew on sort of I don't know socially and and spiritually Mm -hmm. and even then like as the guy on this show who is a Christian I hear that and I'm like I see what you're saying because I think that there is a um what's the word i'm looking for there's a shallowness in your philosophies and theologies if if you're not combining i would say prayer and action together yeah um, yeah and i think it's it's is very important for those things to be intertwined yeah uh, rather than one to be an excuse to not do the other
3: yeah isn't there yeah. a phrase i forget what it's like words or yeah actions not words or
1: the old I actions speak louder than words there's that, there's but... that
3: but i feel like there's. the just... <laughs> one but i'm i was not raised anything so i I can't quote the bible for you (laughs) but it wasn't a bible belt so i I feel like i know some yeah but yeah you gotta walk the walk
2: yeah Yeah. that's that's a good way of putting it (laughs) on the flip side of 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 that like something more lighter than than religious uh topics there's a lot of reference i guess just a couple of references to baby teeth on the album with first two (laughs) for your life is there anything behind
3: that so yeah so for life was also based on a c-span lecture that i watched uh (laughs) yeah that i was really fascinated uh, with the lecture was about nuclear testing um so the baby teeth is okay so in st louis in the 60s i think they had this campaign to have the children send their baby teeth in to be tested for like the radiation yeah and they were finding radiation from you know how 20 years later in baby teeth because there's all the radiation still over there from, all the way over there you know they've been doing the testing out in, in new mexico and stuff um so yeah it, and i just was like that's insane and kind of gross and whatever <laughs> i started taking a lot of notes and just like and I, I, it came on again i was like oh my god this is crazy and then i made a song out of it but um the so that was that was a song (laughs) and then yeah uh, meta ended up just you know writing another song about teeth just also to bring it together
2: (laughs) (laughs) it's funny that you mentioned that because we're actually from st louis and and uh actually have personal experience with it because i believe you're referring to the Coldwater creek thing if i am wrong no they
3: just had a a general program of of, like send your baby teeth in
2: because they didn't really know
3: how to tell like like, they didn't know yet like they suspected but they didn't really know um that much about like how long they they understood half-lives I guess but it was just like how are we going to test and like I guess it has to get in the bones and or something so it's not like you can just draw blood of of the population and see what's up like I think they had to like drill bone or something instead but a a way around that is is just to take baby teeth
2: interesting wow (laughs)
3: So it's like less intrusive, but still really weird, right? But still, weird.
2: <laughs> very weird.
1: Yes. I, yeah. I, this is this is great for me because now I'm, if I ever, I don't know why this would happen to me, but if I ever encounter a musician who has experienced some type of writer's block. I'm gonna be like, I think you just need to watch some C-SPAN for a couple hours. You will have ideas for all kinds of stuff, and, and I'm—I I say that as a joke, but these are legitimately good songs yes, that are coming out really of us. I love that inspiration can come from so many different places for artists.
3: Yeah. Well, I and I yeah, C-SPAN—they do these like their university lectures or university-level yeah. lectures. That's great. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Like I a mean, TED talk. I say you wouldn't be the first person to be inspired by like a Ted talk or something to, to yeah. create something. It's true.
3: Mm-hmm. And so. <laughs> yeah. It was just so trippy. I was like, this is a yeah. song, you know, I don't know.
1: <laughs> so the last section that we do is we call them rapid fire. It's kind of just I'm a handful. I'm horrible of- at
3: this. I'll, <laughs> yeah. try. I'll try my best. Are there any favorite? Are you going to ask me my favorite anything? Cause I, that's what I'm really, really bad at. So I'll Not necessarily. To... Not necessarily. I can, we can we I can,
1: can... Word, it, we'll word work it around differently. it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All okay. right.
3: That's uh, like well... my Achilles heel. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm and ready I... now.
1: Okay. So and these are essentially all about music. Uh, okay. M- and so mostly other people's, but usually in relation to your band. Um, okay. First of all, aside from you know being on tour here, you got the new Candlebox album actually just came out today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are you uh, listening oh, to? Oh, right. ah, it's today. That's right. It's today. Just yeah. listen to it before this. It's some good stuff. It'll be exciting to see that live as well.
3: So, so what else are we listening to?
1: What are you listening to these days?
3: We were listening to Blue Oyster Cult last night. All oh, right. Nice. Yeah, I was making them listen to Secret Treaties. And then there was another record that um, our our guy, Eric, who's out here with us. Um, also, we were listening to that. <laughs> and we were also listening because yesterday was Jesse Sace. Um, and so we were listening to like the Mavericks. They have a new uh, record in all spanish and it's really beautiful and, and awesome it was great cool. for dinnertime music so we listen to all kinds of shit
1: i was <laughs> gonna say blue oyster culture sounds like a very good campground music
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: burning for you
0: around the around the campfire oh yeah, yeah. we didn't even get into that one.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Well, we got to listen to something tonight.
1: <laughs> I'm going to be listening to Basement Jacks after this, to be honest. Hell yeah. That's going to be the rest of my work day is just listening to that you album. You
3: will not regret it. You will not regret it. Front to back. It's going to open. That that record opens with with like an orchestra. It's like. Broom, 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 broom. It's epic. It, it, and then it just, it's fun. It's a fun ride. Enjoy it. Yay.
1: I, I shall. I shall. Thank <laughs> you. All right. So aside from from that album, um, we're looking for a song or album that changed your life
3: in some way. Gosh, a song or album that changed my life in some way. Doesn't have to be a favorite, per se. Was, just whatever calling, comes to I mind. I'm saying it back as a, as a song technique and it did not help. Um, <laughs> that, oh, you know what? I can I can say this is a lighter changed my life thing. But um, is the listening to Otis Redding and the Memphis Horns because right. I put my I played trumpet just through school and I kind I put it down and I still had it I still had my trumpet and there those horns are so simple um but so tasty um and I would just I was yeah I, I I hadn't really gotten into o-string and for some reason then I got ACD and, and I was, was like listening to like front to back I knew all the hits or whatever you know but yeah it got me thinking like I can do this and it got me i put my trumpet back in the shop got it repaired polished up and i started playing again so that changed my life
1: that is a good one yeah i have a lot to put on my list of stuff to check out after this Mm -hmm. (laughs) so so you you explained how you guys kind of all collaborate and or bring songs to the table for for dead dead's albums um what's a song that you are particularly proud to have written
3: um, I really like that. Since we were talking about thinkers and prayers, I really like that. I don't. I don't. I can't say it. you're. That's a picking my favorite baby. Kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I can't say.
1: All right. I'm gonna. We've got a. We got a whole bunch. A big. You can. You can be welcome to pass. We have plenty of options here. We can. We can skip around through. But I'm gonna skip the next one because I have one I'm more curious about. Just came okay. to me earlier. Um, okay. If you had to add a cover of something you can you can add to this album you can add to your set list whatever what would you add
3: well we are doing a cover of chloe dancer um and that's an andrew wood um i don't know if you guys are familiar with him he's like from from grunge it's the mother love bone
0: okay um, Okay. yeah
3: in those days so yeah. yeah and you know that's that's like Candlebox's era too and and um so it means a lot to their fans and, and it means i mean that's a just kind of a um, an important song, so we are doing that one. Um, right. We we talk about doing covers all the time, and we we almost never do because <laughs> <laughs> one we can't decide, and, and it also squeezes out yeah. all, all of this, all of our songs. So, or not all of them, but you know, it's like you have to sacrifice. You only have so much time, and so that's another reason we we don't do covers very often. But yeah, so Meta is doing just an acoustic. It's her and a piano, um, uh, and she's singing chloe dancer and then we go into acoustically into dead inside so it's a nice kind of mix
1: okay very cool yeah that's exciting um and and speaking of live performance um again i won't go favorite or even necessarily best (laughs) we'll say we'll say one of the best what's one of the best live bands you've seen
3: oh gosh hailstorm
2: (laughs) yes see them in december excited yeah no
3: no doubt um they're i mean i've seen them because we've we've had the opportunity to tour with them twice so i've seen them probably upwards of 50 times yeah. um a lot side stage but yeah and i've seen them not on tour just me cuz i love them and i love their show um a couple two or three other times um just amazing energy uh it's so much fun and they're just all so good um so yeah another That's... i really like to see i finally I guess a kind of bucket list. I saw Roger Waters a few years ago, and, yes. and that was nice. like a, yes. that was a yes. really great
2: show. We had the pleasure of yeah. seeing him too.
3: <laughs> yeah, I just was like I said, I was just checking it off the list, and it, as the ba- he's a bass player, so I was like, I have to see him. <laughs> um, but yeah, he still got it. It was still weird. Like the show was still not and not just like a parody or like a pantomime of what Pink Floyd is, even right. though it may it's mostly Pink Floyd and his that he's doing, mm-hmm. um, but. Yeah, it's still. He had like weird dancers and like we just weird <laughs> art, you know. Just it's it's still kind of relevant. He or he made it relevant. Yeah. Still, he keeps it that way somehow. Even though he's old, yeah, <laughs> yeah he's he's
0: still, he's still awesome.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I
1: think hasn't hasn't he come up in multiple conversations, interviews uh, he yes. with people as he a I want to say oh, yes. I yeah. like yeah. that. I like that.
0: Are you saying, no, are no, you no, no! Just up or other or artists, up other artists we've interviewed.
1: Yeah, other people we've interviewed have said the same thing, which I think is really oh. cool. Whenever wow. somebody just kind of goes across the board, like, yeah, a lot of people are still really feeling this, and that's that's a good sign.
3: You know, a show I, that I saw on the another big show that i saw that really blew my mind <laughs> i went to see sticks um, and that one too <laughs> really yeah, yeah. <laughs> a photographer friend was like hey i've got and it was with def, def leppard he, so he was like i've got def leppard i got two you know do you want to come with and i was like sure i also i hadn't seen def leppard not i mean i, I don't dislike <laughs> them but it's wasn't important to me but i was like yeah sounds great and then Sticks started um and I didn't realize how many of their songs that I knew, I was just like, Oh my God, I love this song. I love this song. I love this song. And and I just had the best time, but yeah, they had a beautiful, awesome show and they, it was like more amazing than Def Leppard. Um, And I really liked, and Def Leppard played all the hits too, but it was like, they just, they had more dynamics or something and they really kind of outshined the headliner. So,
2: yeah. Yeah. And just wow. to show, I'm a huge Pink Floyd fan. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and Stix well. fan. And Stix, yeah, exactly. Awesome. Yep, got a Stix shirt right back there somewhere. Yep.
1: <laughs> His closet's always prepared for interviews. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you like
3: read my mind. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so what's a what's a dream collaboration that you have that you would like?
3: Uh, oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, like Lizzie Hill. Um, actually, we we work. We try to when we've done some some stuff with her. But there was maybe going to be some of her on on the record, but just timing, we couldn't work that out. But um, oh here, there's Meadow. Meadow, what's one of our dream collaborations? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Default. we
3: we've, we've gotten to collaborate with with so many cool people. Yo, mama. <laughs> mom so my mom (laughs) mom.
1: (laughs) i don't know if you want to do a musical collaboration with my mama i mean i'll ask her she's not
2: very musical she's available she can
1: sing but i don't know if she fits the vibe or not
3: yeah that would be a challenge it would be a fun puzzle workout make this work there you go (laughs) yeah that's the answer yo mama mama.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I can trump that with any more questions. I think yes. that may have to be the end. That's right the of the show, right there. Yep. I think yeah, that's yeah. the end. Have to your mama joke. Yeah. Have to have to
0: tell her it's all right.
3: Yeah, that's yeah. right. Hey <laughs> girls, all right. <laughs> awesome.
1: I think we can uh, we can get wrapping up and let you get back to enjoying your you know pseudo vacation in the middle of the tour.
3: And, yes, uh, okay. and nature i got a donkey to feed i've got some carrots
2: <laughs> <laughs> indeed <laughs> thank you very much for your time
3: no yes. thank you this is great
2: this is yeah. a lot of fun right. we appreciate the conversation have yourself a yeah. good day
3: thank you you too <laughs> have a great weekend
2: thank you, you. see you in <laughs> chicago
3: Bye. oh yeah oh, yeah we'll see you sunday <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
0: That was our conversation with Daisy dead of the dead Deads.
2: And once again, we really appreciate her time. It was really nice of her to take time out of her day off for one uh, while they're on this tour. That's just going to be probably never ending. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I, we truly, truly appreciate it. And, uh, and can't say that enough and she was really cool and down to earth and had a great conversation with her.
0: Yeah. I hope she enjoyed talking with us as much as we enjoyed shooting the breeze with her.
1: Speaking of that never-ending tour, well, we hope it's never-ending. It just got started in the last week or two, and they came through Chicago last night as of this recording, and I got to go see them. And it was it was a surprising experience. I was expecting them to be good. I wasn't expecting all of the extra stuff that, that happened at that show. <laughs> um, yeah, So I ended up going to the show at the House of Blues in Chicago, first time I've got to see that venue, and I got balcony seats. And so the balcony there, a lot of it is set up in what they call opera boxes, which I mean, they are exactly that, you know, mm-hmm. it's like your own little individual suite. So my box, my opera box was stage right, directly overlooking them, like from the side. And little did I know that that also kind of operated as the band's personal opera box. And so so I am I go in this place and there's, you know, seven or eight chairs and i'm just chilling by myself and it's a little awkward but but cool at the same time and all of a sudden all of a sudden this little blonde woman with x's on her eyes walks in and sits a couple seats over from me and starts watching the opening band too i'm like oh snap (laughs) meta is here and i didn't say anything for one because it was super loud the band that was playing and for two i wasn't entirely sure if she recognized me or knew me because we had made a previous attempt to interview these guys that only lasted five or ten minutes. Weren't you wearing your shirt? I was wearing my shirt. Yeah. And so she. Way to rep. That's right. I'm always repping the shirts. So she at some point turns around and sees me and on her. And as she's getting ready to leave, she's like, hey, you're from the edge. Hi. And I'm like, yeah, hi. That's cool. Um, (laughs) And and so she she comes back in a couple minutes later and she's got Daisy with her. And Daisy is excited because she's an excitable person. She comes (laughs) up and says hi and gives me a big hug. And Daisy is a good hugger for the record. There are some (laughs) people who are very good at hugs and some people who are not. And she is one who is. And so we actually sat and talked for a while. She was wearing a Tennessee Titans jersey because football season just started. She was very excited about the Titans.
0: She's a big Titans fan.
1: Yeah. And so so we actually got to chat for, for a minute and say hi. And so that was kind of cool. I'm just like meeting, you know, meeting the band. And, you know, they went back down because they were getting ready to go on next. And a couple of other guys come into the suite that I didn't know I was going to have company in. And and they sit down um, and then one of them leaves for a while. And the other guy looks over, looks over and starts to introduce himself to me. And I'm like, hey, I'm Aaron. And he sees my shirt and he goes, you're from The Itch? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, I'm Jay Scott. I'm the Hook Rocks. Which is one of our friend podcasts on Twitter that we talk to and about time. and and we retweet each other stuff all the time. And I'd forgotten that Jay was in Chicago and that he has also recently had interviews with the dead deads. And so, first of all, I was excited because it was the first time I've ever been recognized in public as somebody <laughs> from the itch. <laughs> and then second, it was this bizarre thing of like our internet you know, interactions converted into real life, like by surprise. So I spent the whole show, you know, after, after meeting the dead dads, which was already really cool in itself, uh, hanging out and chatting with, with Jay, uh, who hosts another really good rock podcast that I recommend people check out. And we were talking about the differences between our shows and how we tend to focus on heavier stuff. And he tends to focus on a little bluesier stuff. We're talking about all the different, you know, contacts and how we're, how we, you know, set up these interviews and how we're trying to, to grow the shows and all that. And just enjoying a really good performance. Cause the dead dead's killed it on stage, which for the record, I think she might've mentioned it in the interview. They did start with thinkers and prayers. That was how they led the set. And it was, it was a killer. It was one of, if not the best songs of a very strong set. Um It just sounded really good on the stage. And, and McQueen was killing it on those drums, like br- just brutalizing them. Like, <laughs> She was like propelling herself off of her seat, like she's like pushing down and then like standing up for a split second. But yeah, they sounded great. Daisy's bass was tuned real thick and deep and loud in the in the best kind of way. (laughs) (laughs) And so yeah, got to sit there and enjoy enjoy a show in that in that seat. Meeting one of our podcast buddies, and so I had somebody to watch the show with, which was cool since you guys are in St. Louis, and I don't really get <laughs> to watch shows with you guys that much. Yeah. And then the irony being something we'll talk about later in the next episode that you guys were actually seeing some bands that the Dead Dads were friends with.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> At the same time, I was watching them perform, <laughs> and so, um, so it was a super cool experience. Um, I, I, yeah, I can't say enough about that. They, they were a very friendly group they put on a a really quality live show. Um, Obviously they couldn't do every song on that album that we liked. And unfortunately, sea beast was not part of it. Um, As as she kind of (laughs) mentioned, was was sea beast the one she said that she played the bass and trumpet at the same time. Yeah. Or is it everyone? Yeah. I mean, she, she she, she wasn't lying. I mean, they they didn't play that one. And I I understand (laughs) which all that means is I got to go back again sometime and until that, until I see it happen. And so, (laughs) or until they add another dead to play. To take one of those roles, you know. Hor- horny, I don't know. Horny dead. <laughs> well, there's a freebie, I guess. If the dead dads are listening, um, You can cut AC's that. I don't that
3: care.
1: No, we're gonna keep that. That is.
3: <laughs>
1: I don't have anything else to say about it, but we're yeah, there you go. That's how we're going to wrap that up. That's how we're going to wrap that up. <laughs> so yeah, the, the album translates very well live. They have quality stage presence. They're a lot of fun. And, and Daisy, it was just as happy literally the entire time that I was watching that show as, as she seemed in the interview. Like that is, that is a woman who smiles all the time. And so that's always fun to see people that are like that. Just a lot of energy bouncing around looking like her job was the easiest thing in the world, which it probably felt like it was in that moment. I mean, yeah, there's, lo- there's a lot of energy out there. So
2: I'm sure I mean, uh, you know, it's, they've they've been waiting to try to get this album out for two years. In the meantime, I think everybody was kind of going back and doing a nine to five. And so it's, it's nice to get back to the things that you love doing. That's for sure.
1: Um, yeah, absolutely. So highly recommending the album. It's called Tell Your Girls It's All Right. Highly recommending seeing these guys in concert. If you live in an area, they're coming through right now with Candlebox. I don't remember exactly how many dates are on that tour, but I'm sure if you look up at least Candlebox's website, you'll, you'll find it and, and the Dead Dads, obviously. Oh, and a P.S. to Daisy, if you're listening. The Basement Jack song I was trying to think of was Where's Your Head At? And I did listen to the Crazy Itch Radio album, and it will not be the only time I do.
2: So thank you again to Daisy and the Dead Dads, and thank you very much for listening to The Itch. My name is Dan. I'm KC. And I'm Aaron. And until next time, rock on. If you enjoyed what you heard in this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend
0: about the show. We've got plenty of links in the show notes to continue the conversation, including the
2: episode's playlist. And you can interact with us on Twitter, Facebook, or through Gmail and itchrocks.com, all at itchrocks, I-T-C-H-R-O-C-K-S. The only thing... That we were going to ask is if you could just give us a liner because once we return back to the radio show, we're going to start using these clips for uh, oh, yeah. in between songs and stuff. Yeah, what do I so say? So if you could just say your name uh, from the the band you're in and you're listening just to the Itch
3: dead with the Dead Dads, and you're listening to the Itch. That'll
2: and do it. Right. That. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> <The> <laughs> <itch>
3: radio, <laughs> just the Itch. We just, just go with that.
1: Itch. That yeah. way it's versatile. We can use it for the podcast or the radio show. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah.
3: Anytime. Yeah you, can, yeah, you can do oh, it. Again. Yeah.
0: Yep.
3: This is Daisy Dead of the Dead Deads, and you're listening to the itch.
2: Thanks. Thank awesome. you very much. Thank you very Appreciate much, everything. Yeah.
3: Does it sound cool if I said the itch? No, never mind.
1: <laughs> you can say it however you want, and we'll use the one that you like, honestly.
3: Okay. I'll do it one more time. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> this is Daisy Dead of the Dead Deads, and you're listening to the itch. Ooh.
1: <laughs>
2: Thank you. I usually have to hit the button to make the make it fade out like that. That's good. <laughs> it's it's really funny how many artists love saying the itch. Like, really? it's, it's, yeah, it's like they really do. It's funny like it's, like they, they'll always yeah. emphasize it different ways every time they say it and they say they yeah. like, will say it multiple ways so that they can say it different ways. it's understandable. <laughs> One day we'll get somebody to do the growl.
1: Yeah. We'll get somebody to do the growl for
0: it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: yes. Perfect. It's definitely staying in the episode. That's fantastic.